when you start studying and learning that the people that are handling cows, chicken, pigs, fish, they're only trying to make money. Right. They don't really give a crap about you. They're going to make the money that they're supposed to make. The pharmaceutical companies own the medical industry, period. Yep. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And so everybody's going to make money off of your ignorance. Yeah. I come to you as you. Yeah. And I just share a bit of the journey because I feel so good. I want everybody to feel as good as I feel. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, come on. 73, boom. Boom, boom. You better know it. No. <laughs>
my superhero origin story. Yeah, which how, I, I think is important. How it all started? Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. Like um, how the veganism started or this how, life. just life. Yeah, this human experience. The experience, period. Um, I've only, I think I've only shared this one other time and it was um, another podcast, Rich Roll. Okay. And he allowed me to um, share my journey to date. Yeah. Um, and I, I like to share that it is merely a human journey. Yeah. It's just part of the experience. Yeah. We all have our own experiences, right. period. Yeah. All right. So um, I had a, a mother who was um, third grade education. She grew up as a sharecropper. Um, my mother was bound and determined when she came to Los Angeles and had kids to not have us on welfare. That was just something. No, I'm not doing my that. Mom was the same. She was the same way. And my mother could she could barely read or write, but she worked hard. And um, I often ask the question. We get so opinionated about people who need the assistance of welfare right and i i've thought what if my mom hadn't been so dead set on working two and three jobs and selling food from her home on the weekends what if she had accepted some help right perhaps i wouldn't have gone through the experiences that i went through because she had to leave me with caregivers right who weren't always that great yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, that's neither here nor there. It happened. And uh, I had, um, at age five, was the first time the sitter's son, I, I don't know how old this person was. I was only five years old. And the reason I know I was five is because my younger sister, who is no longer with us, she was in the crib in my mother's room across the hall. Gotcha and I'm five years older than her. Well, this man comes up to my room, does what he has to do, and then he goes back downstairs where his mother is doing laundry, and this is back in the day when we had the old ringer washing machines, and she's there wringing clothes through this thing, and I stand on one side of her, and he's on the other side of her, and nobody says a word. Right. And I never saw him again. She never asked any questions. And I never, ever, ever told anybody until I was an adult yeah. what happened to me. That was the first really horrible experience of my uh, journey. And, um, yeah, I, I, she also uh, married someone. Um, he was Italian. My mother was had a real open heart, real open home. She didn't really pay too much attention to color. Yeah. Everybody was invited in. And um, she wound up marrying this person, but he was a fondler. He bothered me all the time, really? all of the time. It was unfortunate. Yeah. I lived through that. And she said she saw him one time uh, touch me inappropriately and she had a discussion with him that if she wasn't enough for him, then he needed to leave because it stopped and I didn't know why, you know? So I'm with a, a really hateful godmother during the week and then he picks me up on Friday and then I have to deal with him wow. for the weekend. That's what I was going through. It was horrible um, back then, but part of the journey. Yeah. Um, and then as time went on, and then uh, in terms of the way I felt as a kid, I, my mother was from North Carolina. Yeah. Come on. You know, we ate everything on the pig from the rooter to the tutor. My mom's I mean, from Georgia. You know, look, I mean, we, <laughs> I we cleaned pig intestines. Right. We washed the dirt and the grass out of the intestines, boiled them over and over till we got all the fat off of them right. and then ate them. Right. And um, I, so I had a horrible diet. My mother put sugar in everything. Yep. So I was 
a hot mess. I had asthma, eczema. I was sick all the time, really horrible earaches, just inflamed. Yeah. You know? So that was how I that's how it all got started. Yeah. And what what kind of impact did that sort of have on you as you sort of go from a very small child having to experience that amount of trauma in a very small amount of period mm -hmm. by multiple people? Uh, what kind of what kind of impact did I have on you as you lead into becoming a young lady and then eventually well, becoming younger? A lot adult? of insecurity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, just trust issues. Yeah. And 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 um, I I I'm on my <clears throat> pardon me I'm on my fourth husband so <laughs> I just did a lot of things very quickly. Yeah. I didn't understand um, knowing knowing knowledge of self allows you to understand others better. I had no yes. knowledge of self. Yep. You know, yeah. I um, like I said, I just if somebody acted like they like me, I was just like, want to get married? Yeah. Hey, want to date? Want to whatever? No. And so I I wound up with my daughter's father who was pretty much a childhood sweetheart, but he was on heroin and alcohol. I can imagine what that was like. That was hell. Yeah. I mean, uh, this man's nodding all the time. Yeah. Um, so, so I go from being abused physically as a child, and then I get into a relationship who is chemically addicted, you know? Right. And, um, whew. I'm just so glad that that part of my experience is over. Yeah. It was really absolutely horrible uh, watching him destroy himself and us. Um, and I was there, but but now that that being with him was when I was able to tell my mother about her husband and what he had done to me really? all those years. Yeah, because okay. she, she was very. Um, opinionated about him and about the what kind first of husband. my first husband gotcha. what what kind of you know guy yeah. he was and i finally just said you know what he may not endorse his paychecks and hand them to me like your husband does but he would never fondle our daughter right and she was like what are you talking about and I explained to her how I lived with him, what he did. And that's when she told me, you know, I saw him, you know, touch you inappropriately. And I had the conversation with you because it stopped. And I never knew why it stopped. Right. But it stopped because she had that conversation so with him. So she was aware of it. She and was she aware. she thought she but, put a stop to it. Well, she did. But she when, didn't when realize she, how many times it had happened. It, it had happened. So, gotcha. Or how many other young girls in the neighborhood that she had no knowledge of that he was giving money to right. doing some of the same things. Right. You know, she didn't know all yeah. of that. She, it probably would have been better. <laughs> you know, I can sit here and say this now, but this person uh, retired from the military and he cut his salary when he retired so that if he passed away first, she'd get more than just the average pension. Right. And so I always said to myself, well, he he paid his debt too, because <laughs> my, my mother only had a third grade education. So when she yeah. retired, she was not about to get the amount of money that he uh, made possible for her to get. So, gotcha. you know, there was a, a, a so much forgiveness. But, you know, how I look at all those people in my past now. I look at them as spiritual guides. I mean, there are just certain things that I learned through that journey right. that, that just made me sharper, more aware. Right. And when I see people like that now, I know who they are yeah. because of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I always say one of the impacts of trauma is that it disconnects you from yourself there and you it go. disconnects you from others. So you have this yeah. inability to actually act on making a decision for yourself. There you go. Because you're not connected with the emotions that you're right. actually going through. Right. And well, through my man. experience, like my healing experience, one of the things mm. that have been like prophetic for me is that 
I had to lean into forgiveness and acceptance you of all do. of the oh things that have happened to me. You know, watching a, a friend kill another friend when I was 12 years old, Oof. losing my cousin, you Yikes. know, to a, you know, uh, police. And uh, just on and on going through those things. The first thing I had to do was forgive me because I held myself accountable mm. for them. Like I blame myself for my cousin's death, even though I wasn't even you present. Even and um, so through that journey of forgiveness, forgiving myself first, forgiving my cousin for leaving me behind, yeah. forgiving the police officers that chased them in the car yeah. that led to him crashing. Um, that's where I really experienced a lot of my healing. And so what part of forgiveness has been part of your journey? Because some of the things are unforgivable mm. and um, to most people. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, what, what part of forgiveness has been very important to you becoming who you are today? Well, well you know, the first thing I did was I, um, I embraced love. I, I just felt like, uh, and, and in terms of the whole forgiving thing, had I not walked in some of those shoes, when someone came to me because their stepfather was doing something inappropriate to them yeah. and the mother didn't believe it, I was able to open my doors to that person and say, you have a home here. Yeah. I get it. Just because I walked in those shoes. So have, going through it and having knowledge of, of what, what, what's out there and what we can all go through, I, I just felt like embracing love and understanding and knowing that I have this knowledge for a purpose. Use it for good. Yeah. Use it to help. And yeah. that is what I do right now. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can, you know, going back to the original point that I was talking about earlier, I can also like using the the idea that every experience we have on some spiritual level Thank before you. we came down here, we decided that we wanted to Thank have you. this. Thank you. Now that's a very scary that's, thought to say don't I contributed get, but to people it. People don't get it that yeah. way. They don't understand it that way. But I do. When you say I appointed my mom and dad, those were the two people yeah. that I needed to to get here. Yeah. I I I, I so. Yeah, and I can With imagine how your first husband, although he was addicted to heroin, watching him sabotage and self-destruct himself, A, it gives you an understanding of having compassion for somebody. Exactly. But And then I turned around and um, through my journey, I was, um, I was uh, shown crack cocaine. Uh, by my sister, yeah. um, and um, I just I thought to myself, oh, it's just another way to use cocaine. Yeah. I know cocaine is better than heroin because nobody nods right. and looks ridiculous. Um, and I had some high-end friends that snorted cocaine, yeah. and I thought to myself, well, you don't have to snort it now. You can smoke it right. through ignorance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going through that myself, and it only lasted seven months. That that part of my journey, yeah. um, um, I, I just really wasn't caring for self at the time. Right. And 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 when you're on crack, it's so debilitating until you just you're not really thinking. Yeah, you're just really not thinking. Yeah, and I can see how having the previous experience of watching your husband do it that may have tapped into at some point to you to say, I'm doing this to me. I'm doing it to what, me. What I watched him what do I to watched him. What I watched him do to him. Yeah. And I had a, the last time I did it, um, I was in my old bedroom at, at, at my mom's house. Yeah. The bedroom was empty and I'm messing around with this crack cocaine. And um, I, I went through, I was going through this piggy bank. Yeah. And it was like a voice out of nowhere. Like your piggy bank? I guess just one that was left in the bedroom. The, gotcha. it, okay, the furniture was yeah. out, but I was on the floor and I and it was like this voice came to me and said, Oh, so that's what you do now. Mm. You go through piggy banks. That's who you are. The higher version of you speaking. And to I you. never, ever, ever went back. Wow. I never went back. That did it for me. 
I, I got a job with the airlines and I never, ever, ever looked back. I remember having a conversation. I got a paycheck and I was driving on the 110 freeway and I remember saying, wow, I could get high right now. And the other voice saying, and mess everything up. Yeah. And I just never, ever went back. Yeah. Met my current husband, and that's when I started really learning about self-love and self-care. Yeah, which, which leads me into, you know, the unhealed version of us makes very different decisions yes. than the healed version Doesn't, of us. I know. And sometimes what happens is, is that we have to pay for the decisions that our unhealed version made, of, made yeah. for us. Yes. And then we get healed, and now we're regretting all this, but that was just part, was part of, of it. the journey. It was part of it. I don't look back with any regrets, yeah. no regrets. Yeah. And, and can you talk about how important it is, how one type of relationship can lead you down this path versus another type of relationship can lead you down this path? Oh, and I think sure. it's really important for people to recognize that because I always say, you can there's there's different levels of consciousness you oh, could be conscious so in the moment which is perfect which is, it's good mm -hmm. you could be conscious retrospectively after right. it happens after it and happens. you got to look back after the aftermath or you can literally be conscious beforehand which mm. is intuition yes and so i, I really want to help the audience sort of think about things in a different way when they think about their relationships because sometimes I believe that there's no path that you need to take. You can go down this path where you choose a friend that makes you end up becoming a drug dealer or makes you end up becoming addicted. You can go down another path and you will learn some of the same lessons, That, in my opinion. I, I, I agree with you yeah. on that. I and, really do agree with you on that. And so can you talk about some how relationships have impact? Because you just talked about meeting your husband versus you know, maybe your first three husbands. Honey, let me tell you. You said maybe <laughs> your first three, <laughs> since you got four. <laughs> no, but it, listen, when you're committed to love. Oh my gosh. And, and here's the thing, sometimes we have to experience love first through other people to finally say, let me fall in love with me. Fall in love with myself. Yeah, so I'm in, love, I'm in love with the concept of love and the institution of it and the experience. And so when I see people who have been married four times, I'm like, that is a lover. <laughs> if they're not anything else, they're a lover. You know, wow, I met, I, I um, being a flight attendant too, um, I was living in, in Colorado when I uh, finally uh, separated from my first husband. Uh, we were in Colorado and I became a flight attendant with uh, uh, Frontier Airlines. Okay. And, um then I, the reason I was able to get away from the first husband is because someone else showed up who had a lot of money. So here I am now thinking money has got to be the answer to all of my ills. Yeah. So I replace the heroin addict with a cocaine dealer. Gotcha. That is how I become acquainted uh, uh, with the cocaine being the drug and being able to have access to it to start with the crack. Yeah. This person, um, um, wow, this person was abusive. Abusive. Physically? Physically. Okay. And this was the experience that I went through with uh, a person he literally cold cocked me. Now I, I make fun of that now because I go, it, you really do see the stars, and when when you're knocked out, I mean completely yeah. out, like like that. Right. Um, and then I can remember him running, ramming my head through a wall, picking me up, body slamming me on different. I had never been abused that way. I had never been physically abused like right. that by a man. Uh, and then. Um, hmm. I I finally escape Colorado. Okay. I have airline passes, but I'm on a Greyhound bus because I'm trying to get away from Monster Man here. Yeah. And I come back, come to L.A., and that is when I meet husband number two. 
Gotcha. Husband number two was a cocaine snorter to the point that he used to have flesh, blowing flesh out of his nose. Wow. So he he decided he was going to learn how to clean the cocaine, clean the hi, the the acid off of the hydrochloric acid. I mm -hmm. think that's what's well, in co whatever. And um, so he was able to clean it so he could snort it and it wouldn't hurt. But then we decided our I wasn't working for the airlines then because I'd moved from Denver. We decided that we would start cooking cocaine rocks to support ourselves. So I, I'm all in it now. This was before I'm in my mother's bedroom, you know, having the conversation with myself. Yeah. And so, but believe it or not, all this only lasted seven months. Wow. From start to, isn't that incredible? Man, seven months. You can have a lifetime. Seven months. Yeah. And I'm finally off of it. But um, yeah, so this this person, how I get him out of my life is... And at this time, were you not only? I'm not working. Use uh, uh, not I'm only using. were you using, were you also selling as well too? We were selling. Uh, no, we we we. This is. I think about this now. It's so silly. Do you really thought you were gonna have a lifestyle cooking cooking cocaine rocks? Because we kind of prided ourselves on making really pretty rocks, you know. So <laughs> gotcha. so we had the we had the uh, dealer who was selling the rocks. We were his cooks. Okay. So we cooked the rocks for him, yeah. and we put them in display cases. Cause I'm sorry, display cases because they were so beautifully formed yeah and um finally this person winds up out of my life because he stole my income tax check and we only got married because i had a hernia and i needed surgery and he had insurance ah. so we got married right quick we didn't even stay married long enough for us to have to get a divorce i mean you know yeah, yeah no annulment and um then i finally met the person that calmed my entire life down yeah. took my daughter and and took us in he had a son that he should have been caring for that was having some emotional issues but he took us into his home and that's when things began to level out um we bought a home together yeah and i just really wasn't ready for him yeah i wasn't yeah. um so we wind up separating he leaves me the home and i finally meet the person that i'm with today gotcha and um i went to city of angels it was a metaphysical church uh near the airport and i met reverend dr oc smith and i heard him speak and when i heard him speak i knew that i was in the right place yeah you understand? Yeah. Because he spoke to me in a way it wasn't like, and you got somebody out there looking at you, and then you got somebody down there with a pitchfork that's yeah. going to get you. He didn't talk to me like that. Yeah. That wasn't the message. The message was about love. Yeah. Period. And that is when everything changed. Yeah. When I, when I, when I met my current husband right now, first date, took me on the workout, Griffith Park. He ran the whole hill backwards. I'm thinking, I can't even walk this thing. <laughs> and he's running this thing backwards. I'm about to turn 40, and he's about to turn 42. Yeah. Met, uh, prepared my first vegan meal, and um, I didn't belch, and I could have won a belching contest. I swear, I could not digest my food. I was horrible, horrible, and uh, gave me two books. And I was like, your hu the hu your the, husband? my current husband. And I was like, damn, I got to read. <laughs> That's the beautiful brother, thing about brother want, brother want me to read. Okay, I better read these books. But it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. But that's the beautiful thing wow. about when you know it's right. Yes. When people, people don't want you to be just who you currently are. 
they want to take you up with them. Take you with them. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's like that. And we that, both transitioned together, became vegan together. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So he was reading the book and then he shared it with shared you and then you me. read it. He had actually had the book signed by the authors. Okay. And he said to me, now I don't usually loan my books. And it was I'm a hardcover. <laughs> it was a hardcover. You know, I don't normally loan my books, but I, I need, so I knew I had to read the books, Yeah. you know expeditiously because i i mean i'm borrowing this man's yeah. book and he don't loan them so and, and i, and I want to make back. a good impression yeah i read those books and started practicing what was in fit for life and i thought oh my gosh this is it this is it and that's when i began to understand the importance of knowledge so when i share and when people say well how do you make that transition to become vegan and i go Educate yourself. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Know why you're doing it. Yeah. It makes more of a difference. It does. It really does. It, I'm so different than the person I was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's funny because people say the same thing about me. Like I grew up in yeah. I grew up in that place. And so like whenever I go back home and people see me, they're like, Wow. Man, you used to wreak havoc. <laughs> Were my you mom that? wouldn't let me hang out with you. <laughs> Were you that? Yeah, man, because, you know, oh trauma, you know, you go through witnessing who was my nun family best friend kill another one of oh, my friends and right there is horrible. lose my best friend cousin and um, another friend committed a double homicide, lost him too oh. and um, lost all of my grandparents by the time I was 15. Yeah, I never even met grandparents. Yeah, so you go through that amount of loss with no therapy, nobody asks if you're okay. Ugh. You're going to act out in ways that you think are so you because true. you identify you with identify, the pain right. so greatly. Right. And so that was what was happening. I, and at, at heart, I was really like loving, creative, Yeah. wanted to be in nature, be by yeah. myself, but I was broken inside. Yeah. And the only way that I can get that brokenness oh. off of me was to exert it on the world, right. you know? And so... Yeah, I was that person for so long in my life that I really didn't know how to be somebody else. Your friends I didn't know how like, to be me anymore. Your friends anymore. were like, is that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But I think that's the beautiful thing about growth and evolution is it's like an onion. It is. You just start pulling back un yes, layers too. until layers you get to nothing. Exactly. And that True nothing that. is everything, you know, True and that's that. when you reconnect back with God. And I feel like that's that. That's the point of the journey that I'm at yeah. now. You understand who you are in this whole thing we call life, yes. the oneness. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I was, you know, you, you talked a little bit about addiction. When I was growing up, that cousin that passed away, mm -hmm. unfortunately, his mom was addicted to crack mm -hmm. cocaine. Mm -hmm. And I remember having to experience that because he was the person that I hung out with every day. And sometimes she would get violent. And I remember having to leave like she would send me away. And I would always pray for him. And mm, mm, mm. for protection and pray for her to to be healed. Yeah, that, that was a weird period, especially in our communities. Yeah. They put so much crack. and yep. But they did that with heroin before the crack. Yeah, I guess it didn't work. It didn't work, but the crack uh, addicted you immediately, though. Yes. You know? Yeah, and so. I got to witness that. I even, you know, one of my uncles, unfortunately, I got to see him cook crack cocaine. Yeah, we did that. That's and, how we made them rocks. And you know what's so crazy? That is what inspired my sort of interest in science. <laughs> I'm that's, sorry. That's, I'm not really laughing. No, really. <laughs> but that's, I am laughing. That's how I fell in <laughs> no love way. with no chemistry. Way. No. I went I went to school. I had a teacher. His name was Mr. Barnhill. He knew everything about chemistry. I'm in the class, and I'm like trying to figure out, how did he take this powder and turn it into a crystal form? So I went and asked the teacher. He told me. He told you? He, he told, told me. <laughs> <laughs> and when he told me, I was like, oh I was my like, gosh. so that's science that they're doing. And he said, well, I won't call it <laughs> well, science. I was well, like, it well, was, it sounds though. like it, science. It was. And so I said, you know, I want to know more about this. That's how I got interested in chemistry. It sure was. You know, that, that's really pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's so funny about addiction? Because especially in the 80s and the Ooh. 90s, like, it was everywhere. It was. I mean, it was like you were watching these zombies walk everywhere. I remember a friend of mine oh. getting addicted 
to crack cocaine. And um, I walked up on him. This is somebody I grew up with. And I tapped his shoulder and he looked at me and he didn't, didn't know who know, I was. Know you. He didn't even know. So I got to witness it in so many different forms. And today it's a little bit different because like you don't you don't necessarily see it as affluent anymore. But the new addiction is food. Yeah. You know, and so what I see now is especially in our neighborhoods, you know, you go in our neighborhoods, is you rarely can find a healthy food restaurant. It's true. You know, you go in our na- neighborhoods. You almost go in any neighborhood now. They just yeah. we eat like crap. We eat like crap, and yeah, we do. And the food that we eat is chemicals. Oh my! It God. is a chemical soup that keeps us addicted to it, it's and that so food is what leads us to essentially all of our assassinators. Our largest assassinators are it's, diabetes, it, heart disease, cancer, autoimmune conditions, and we lead the category you and all of them. speaking so much truth. Yeah, and so what would you compare, how would you compare, because I always parallel those two, how do you compare like the addiction we have now, which is socially accepted, to back then it was all about drugs? Wow, that's that's a good question. Well, first of all, I'm just going to I'm going to put it like this. I um Wow. It's a good question. <laughs> Take it time. Um You know, I I was I guess I I I guess I can say I was very very blessed that I wasn't stubborn. You understand what I'm saying and that by learning what I began to learn, I I started feeling empowered to share. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I just wanted, well, because when you're a brand new vegan, you kind of get on people's nerves. Yeah. Because you're not, you know, you all in their plate, you know, you don't need food to. Food police. Yeah, yeah, food police. You got to learn how to calm, calm yourself down from that. Yeah. But I am so very blessed that I met this man and that I I got this information because I can only imagine where I would have been when you talk about all those illnesses. And and I mean, I was very sick as a child. Yeah, you mentioned that. Very sick. But um, man, I, I, I look at us right now and I, I and when I said all communities, we're overweight when and I and let me just talk about America. Yeah. We're massively overweight, yeah. and we're seriously sick, and we're ignorant. That is, that 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 right there kills it all. When yeah. you don't know, you don't know what you're supposed to eat or how you're supposed to eat it. You don't know who's handling your food and, don't and what they're doing with your food. Well, you don't know that you're supposed to know. Yeah, true, true, very true. When you when you when you start studying and learning that the people that are handling cows, chicken, pigs, fish, they're only trying to make money. Right. They don't really give a crap about you. They're going to make the money that they're supposed to make. The pharmaceutical companies own the medical industry, period. 100%. 100%. And so everybody's going to make money off of your ignorance. Yep. And you can be so ignorant that you're combative. Yep. You you don't even know what you're talking about, but you will attack somebody that is trying to share information with you. Yeah. I did a, a a podcast with Jillian Berry. She's a raw foodist, yeah. and um, I she posted a, a clip, and I said I don't have the gear to jump on top of a cow, tear it apart. And just eat it on the spot. Right. A cow is not my diet. It's, oh my gosh. Everybody went in. They attacked me. They said I was a clown. They said I was stupid, dumb. They talked about my breast implants. They ta- they called me, the last thing they said, shut up, little nigga. And that was when I was like, okay, it is time to uh you know, I had to start, I had to go through and delete and block and yeah. to protect myself. Right, 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 right. And, and, and I said, wow, if they had listened to the entire interview, they would have heard me address 
my breast implants. But no, they got took that one clip. Yep. And because I said something negative about eating animal flesh, they went negative nuts. or true. Hmm. Negative or true. Uh, you said something true. I about said it. something very true. Yeah. They took me back to prehistoric times. Yeah. They said we the we we invented tools. That's what makes it okay. The Bible said you could eat meat. The Bible also says you you shouldn't eat meat. So yeah. come on now. Right. The Bi Bible is a book of allegories. Yeah. I, anyway. Right. So I I I say all that to say I can only share with people. Know why you need to do what it is you need to do. Yes. You learn that for yourself. Nobody is going to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning for me, get themselves ready to go to the gym for two hours, go to work for five or six hours. Nobody is going to do that for me but me. Right. So taking care of you is your responsibility. Right. It really is. And learning what you're ingesting. They are doing so much crap to these animals, yep. and we're getting concentrated levels of it every time we ingest it. Right. We're making ourselves sicker and sicker and sicker. We're so fat. Yep. 75% of the American population overweight or obese. So fat. And then why are we the only species that needs to medicate after we eat? Yeah. I got to take tums because I, I get acid reflux. Well, why do you get acid reflux? Right. You're miscombining your food. Yep. You're eating improperly. Yep. But if I hadn't read those books, I wouldn't know that. Right. So it's my responsibility to learn about me. Right, 100%. 100%. Take ownership. Take ownership. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I'm loving life. I'm living my best life right now. I see it. Be because to me, longevity, you know what they used to say, longevity has its place. Right. But there's nothing better than quality. Right. If I want to get down right now and do an eight-minute plank, I can do that plank right now. Right. But... In your I 70s. Had to, thank you. I had to get myself ready to do that after coming from where I came from. Exactly. So we can use excuses. Well, I was this way and I was that way. Each and every moment, mm -hmm. you have the opportunity to change. Right. To be a better you. Each and every second. Yep. Each and every second. If I'm crying one second, I can laugh the next because I can make myself laugh the next moment. I only have that time guaranteed to me. No other time is guaranteed. Only right this minute. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and, and so you start this journey where you're now discovering the healing powers of food. Food is medicine. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is now you have an accountability partner. Yes. To go along with yes. you with this journey. And he was a hot mess. Yeah. I remember one time trying to make some oatmeal cookies, and I, we had a food truck. We were on Agape Spiritual Center, and I'm like, can you just run and get me some oatmeal? I'm all Dr. Michael oatmeal. Beckwith. Michael Beckwith. Yeah. And and he was like, I said, just you can just go get me some regular oatmeal. He said, is it organic? And I said, dude, it's just for one time. I'm just making cookies. He said he drove all the way to the one store that we knew sold organic oats in bulk and brought the or i felt like because i was getting ready to go on and get some of that you it know that, like that stuff in the red white and blue box <laughs> that, that round hey y'all wasn't getting no organic oats with me but but he he made me take responsibility yeah you know what i'm saying yep yep and that's so important I to be able to trust what I, if I say I feed that to you, that's what I feed you. Yes. And he's like that in the restaurant right now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Which is beautiful because, you know, you go from healing you to there you go. food is medicine. And now right. you get this inspiration opportunity to help other help people others. in this journey. When did yeah. that come apart and how did that come about? You know, we, um, after he fixed that meal for me and we got married two, two years later and um, our food was so good. At the wedding, you know, I was like, well, do you think we should serve chicken? And he was like- Did you guys make the food like, at the wedding? We had a, a vegan chef come Okay, in, gotcha. And, and he was like, do we eat chicken? And I said, no, we don't. He was like, then they have to eat what we eat. And nobody complained, not yeah. 
at all. And so um, first I was doing floral arrangements, balloon decoration. I've done some of everything, hairstylists, the whole nine yards. But we started playing with the food and we thought people would love this because they think vegan food because it's no animal product in it. They think it's going to taste crappy. Right. And we were eating everything we wanted to eat, you right. know? And so um, we just decided that, uh, what did, oh, I know, I went to Japan to sing. I thought I was going to be a singer. Yeah. He is a, a singer. Uh, oh, is he? And yeah, yeah. He okay, plays gotcha. bass guitar. And, and that's kind of how we met. Um, I went and auditioned for his group. But, um, and you know what he told me? What he said, say? You're off key. You're not. You need to. You need to join a choir so you can get your ear. He told me that. He I sounds think, like me. I didn't sing for a whole year after he told me that. He was like. He kept. He said, "Sing that," and I was singing. That he would play it back, and he goes, "Like, what do you hear?" And I was like, "Sounds sounds okay to me." And he was like, "You're not on the note. You he, you need to tweak up your ear." That's it was his birthday. Me. September the 14th. <laughs> Virgo, man. They're yeah, crazy. September 7th. They're crazy. Yeah. They will tell you anything. <laughs> Virgos, they do not hold back. That little man does not hold back. Got Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Got Seriously. Yeah, He's still a pain in the butt in that restaurant, too. He come in there and something tastes. That is not correct. That's I, not it. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> not it. But yeah, man. Uh, um, anyway. Yeah. So you guys get together and say, hey, get we're going to Okay, yeah. So yeah. we get together. And then um, I, I go to Japan because I'm going to do some singing. And then I get over there. And all I'm doing is working out and prepping food. Yeah. And I come back home. I do a lot of meditating. Oh, the whole time I'm there, I'm just meditating my butt off. And I determine that food is it. This yeah. is where I'm going to wind up. Nice. And uh, we, I came back home, started a catering company, called it Stuff I Eat. Yep. And then uh, eventually he said, you want me to get involved? And I was thinking, mm. anyway, I, I was like, of course. And um, we we started serving food over at City of Angels first. Okay. And then we started serving food at Agape Spiritual Center. We were on the parking lot for six years. We wound up with block long lines, yeah. found the building on Market Street, opened, fixed it up, took us four years to open it. And we opened it and um, we've been there ever since. Now, you guys opened it up in 2008. 2008. In the middle of a real estate uh, it was market a, crash. It was a crash. It was a hot mess. It was a, and we had people saying, you are going to open a vegan restaurant in Inglewood, which is predominantly black and brown yep. neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And people would walk in and look at the menu and not see chicken and walk out and not run behind them. Get back here. Yeah. Let me give you a taco. Yeah. We had these wild rice tacos, and they'd eat a taco, and they would be like, this is really good. Yeah. And that's how we started building our clientele. Gotcha, gotcha, but, gotcha. Yeah. That's beautiful because it it shows you against all odds, as you've always done in your life, as we heard yeah. throughout this whole interview, it, whatever you put your mind whatever to, you put your, mind your to. heart to, it just manifests itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been rocking since 2008 in Inglewood. And Tell through COVID. Through COVID. And a lot of restaurants had to close. Man, most. A, a lot, lot of them. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the in a pr predominantly black and exactly. brown neighborhood. Yes. Meat most, eaters. Uh, that, that's what I was about to say. Most people who come in the restaurant and come in there consistently <laughs> yeah. eat meat. Yep. And. So talk a little bit about how critical <laughs> was it to help people with your menu create you're creating these 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 menus and and type of meals that are transitional because it's like when they hear what it is they're like oh that's something my mom used I to love cook. that you brought that up because that's exactly the type of menu it is it's transitional yeah um so we've got soul food platters yeah. Um, I, I find that the soul food platter is just a hair gluttonous. I, I, Ron and I don't eat like that now. Yeah. For me, I'm doing more fruitarian vibe me right too. now. You too? I yes. mean, I'm really I loving wanna, it. I own a yeah. fruit farm. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all on the fruitarian thing. But um, we'll make a handful of nuts, a meal, seeds. Uh, it, it, you know, but, so gluttonous to me, we have a soul food platter. 
Okay, now, this is gluttonous. Okay. You know, as a black man, you do not need coleslaw and potato salad. Right. You don't need them both. But we put both on the plate. I don't know what we were thinking. Right, because that's what we have at Thanksgiving. There you go. Yep. We have black-eyed peas, um, kale greens, yams, mac and cheese, and cornbread. Gotcha. And jerk tofu. No, barbecue tofu or barbecue jackfruit now. Okay. So we will put seven of those seven of those items on your plate one plate that is gluttonous i don't even eat like that right. now i can't eat that much food yeah. not like that yeah i do some more and you know i just do different stuff now right 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 but we would put a salad on every plate and of course people don't like to eat their live food and do you know my husband and i would go through and be like why are you not eating that salad the, everything Eaten except the that salad. That is the only life on your plate is the salad. That's right. why we put it there. Right. And so now we ask them instead, because they throw them away, we ask them, Are you, do you want the salad? Yeah. Rather than just giving. We were so determined to get people healthy right. and them knowledgeable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't eat enough life. Yeah. Most of the food we eat is dead. Yep. I mean, when you cook everything to temperatures over 115 degrees Fahrenheit, you're killing the life in the food. It's, got, it's done. It's done. That's so why if, they say if it's all thin. you eat is death, where do you get your nutrients? Right, right. So it, like I was telling you earlier, um, I own a tropical fruit farm. And That's we, exciting. Yeah, man. It's really exciting because, again, it's just like with you. It started from my love of fruit. I traveled the world for about four, four to six years, and I got to experience all of these tropical fruit. And then when I got back here to the States, I'm like, it's non-existent. Non-existent. And so I was like, you know what? One See day I'm gonna buy. Watermelons. I'm gonna buy a farm. tropical fruit farm. Finally did. And um, you. guess what? What? I bought you some. You so I'm gonna okay. share Fair. some of the things that grow on the farm. I'm so excited right now. Huh? Well, this is it. We're going to have you open it. I mean, you can open it up, and then we're going to go through each of them. Okay? Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. So the farm is called Sankofa Tropical Fruit Farm. I like the name Sankofa. Indeed. Oh. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that is Atamoya. 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 Okay. Oh, I can't open it? Oh. And then we got this one. This is not Which ready one, yet. What is that? You're going to thank me. What is that? This is black sapote. I've never it heard is of it. A cho this is chocolate pudding. And when I say it tastes like chocolate pudding, I've it never... tastes like chocolate oh, pudding. I'm so excited. So this is the first one of the season. The season is just starting. I, I have it. not even had one, so I'm going to give this to you. All right. On our farm, we also have soursop. Have now, you... I hear soursop. Will cure cancer. Soursop is the medicine. That's it what did. that it is. It is my. I was favorite. looking for it this morning when I went to the store. I did not find any soursop. I had no idea you were about to yeah. share with me. Yeah. So um, this is my favorite fruit. We have about twenty-five of these trees on the farm. <gasps> yeah. And then this is mangosteen. Have you had this before? No. Okay. I'm gonna crack one open for mangosteen. you so you can have it. Yeah. This is delicious. So. I found out about this one when I was in Bali. I was at a Is it tart? It is. No, it's not tart. It's uh, it's really sweet, actually. Really? Yeah, so that's what it looks like. What, I'm eating that white? Yeah. It has a small seed on the inside, so just be wary of that. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> Why don't you bring me a bag of these? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> This is egg fruit. Have you ever had egg fruit? No. Okay, egg fruit, when you crack this open, you got to let this get soft first. When you crack it open. You it, got some more of these? I don't them. care. You're going to give me three <laughs> of them as good as they I'm are. I'm going to hook you up. You sure? I'm going to hook you up. This one looks like egg yolk. When you, Does it? Yeah, but it, it's. It it's, don't taste nothing like that, No, right? it tastes nothing like egg yolk, but that's why they call it egg fruit. Right. Okay. And then, I've not been making a fool of myself on on camera. Man, you doing enjoy, this. man, you enjoy mm. yourself. This that, is, have you had long game? Mm -hmm. Do mm -hmm. you? What you think about the mango seed? Well, how you think I thought? What you think I thought about it? This is uh, long game. Can I get in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! It's juicy. 
It looks like an eye. It does. Stop. These are the things. So it's these like the, a bird eye. You know, I I gave these out during Halloween when the kids came to the door and they was like, it looks like an eyeball. It's good though. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And then Where's the, the farm? And uh, south of Miami in Homestead. And then this is Cactus Pear. Have you had this? Mm-mm. Okay. So this got a ripe, ripen first, but. So you got to tell me the ones that I got to let get really soft, but you say I can eat this one like all three this of chocolate these? right away? No, let this one get a little brown. Then oh, it's going to be really good. Okay. So how you know it's ready to pick is you see the crown, this leaf on the top? Uh-huh. It's lifted. That's how you know it's ready. I'm in love with this. But you got to let this brown a little bit. Yes, it, sir. And then cu- cut it across the circumference. It's uh-huh. going to... It looks and tastes like chocolate pudding. Does it? Yes. I want you to message me when you take you have it. Yes, sir. All right, cool. All right, so we got a few more questions. <laughs> okay, okay. We I'm not going to keep eating, but. Yeah, we got a few more questions, and then we're going to wrap up. I'm going to put this down. This is, what I'm time is it? You. Almost time already? Already. Really? But, no, but we got some really important questions to okay, get to, okay, so. Okay. But, you know, I, I, I love the same way that you love sharing with people nutritious and delicious foods. Mm-hmm. I love sharing the fruit because, again, I'm mm. probably 70 to 80 percent of what I eat is this, this fruit. And I get to go out in the morning and pick it. So mm. I'm going to send you an I Heart Fruit and box. And so this is, in, this is in season. This is about to be in yeah. season fruit. This is just yeah. coming in season, yeah. the chocolate pudding fruit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, black sapote. So, wow. mm. all right. So, so you married? Not yet, but really? Yeah. You working on it? Yeah, I'm working on it. Oh, you working on I it? I want to. I want a life partner. I I want what you and your guy got. I want somebody who understands my lifestyle. Okay. Uh, and we gonna we're gonna go to grow together, and so that's what I want for me. Because yeah. ultimately, I'm 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 leaving all this. I'm going to a farm. Yeah. And I'm just going to live my life on my farm. Yeah, that's why I think we're moving to, um, well, I'm contemplating uh, moving to Columbus, Ohio. Gotcha. Because I just want- Slower life. I want slower life. I yeah. want land. Yeah. I want to grow my own food. Gotcha, gotcha. And since I'm 73, it's like I could ride it out in a place like that. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Chill, chill it out. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to talk. All right. <laughs> All right, so I can't let you get out of here without asking- so most people in their 40s, let alone their 50s, stop exercising because they feel like they lack energy. Mm-hmm. They are fearful of injuring themselves. Um, their bodies are inflamed or they just don't believe it's something that somebody their age should be doing. Mm. What advice do you have for them? <laughs> you better get up. Get up. Get up. <laughs> no, serious. Yeah. Because we sit all day at work, we mm-hmm. sit all day, sit driving home, we get home, we eat the wrong food, then we sit down in front of the stupid box and watch that for the rest of the night, and we right. don't do anything else. And it is really, 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 you're, you're on your way to being, uh, having a horrible, horrible quality of life. Yeah. You have to move. This human body was created to move. Gotcha. And how often do you move or exercise? I work out five days a week, two hours a day. I get to the gym when it opens at five. Um, I get on a bike and and I um I I do that spin for about an hour. Okay. And I choose to work out with a trainer because I'll go harder with a trainer than I will push myself. Yeah. So I pay I pay whatever it costs. And and you know, they're like, well, you're 73, you should be getting all this stuff for free. Anyway, yeah. I just know I need somebody to help me and they inspire me. And yeah. I I take it, I take it as far as I can take it. I love it. I absolutely love um, I can tell too. I do, I really do. I'm so appreciative that I I I I met Ron number one because he's taking on a date and takes you up to Griffith Park and makes you run a hill. Shout out to Ron. Who does that, right? (laughs) Um, But um, man, what if I had not? Yeah. You know, I I'm just so grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Worked out. Other thing is how important is shifting to a healing mindset because it it seems like that's what triggered you? It yeah. was like a moment where you said, 
you had a higher self talking to you, you had a lower self saying, man, I got this check. I can go do whatever I want with it. And then mm-hmm. the higher self clocked in was mm-hmm. like, and then and mess what? it all up. How important is just it that to having is, that healing mindset? Man, you just really have to listen sometimes. Yeah. You just really have to listen. Experiences, life experiences are so wonderful. That's why the journey, no matter what you've been through in the past, it's it's so wonderful to have been able to have the opportunity to come to this planet as a human and you know in this form and to be able to learn all of what you're able to learn and grasp while you're going through this thing called life yeah i'm just i love my life is really 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 great now and that's not to say that i don't shed a tear or or that i sometimes don't uh, somebody says something about me and I get defensive. I, that's when I, I reel it in. I know now how to reel it in yeah, yeah, and yeah. say, was that person really talking about you? Not yeah. really. But then <laughs> why are you bothered by that? Yeah. I I can bring it back myself. And I so appreciate each and every second of my journey. Yeah. And I just try really hard to stay current not live back there yeah. or try to go too far up there because yeah. none of that is real. Yeah. Only now. And that's where I stay. Yeah. 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 And um so I lived in a blue zone for about four Ooh. years, like I was telling you, in the Okinawa, Japan. Yeah. And I learned so much from them, like but watching these people walk up hills and what climb about that trees. squat? What about that squat everybody can do Indeed. at nine thousand years old? Mm-hmm. <gasps> And I see that you're defying the whole age oh, process. Oh, I totally am. No, no differently, but even better because you're fit. I don't like even. I, I've seen you do battle ropes. I've seen you do boxing, push ups, yes. all of it. All of it. I even saw you do what, 72, 75 push ups on your 72nd birthday? I did birthday? 100. I did. First, I started off with, I think it was 25, and then I did 15, and then I did sets of 10 until I reached 100 in the restaurant. On your 72nd birthday. On my 72nd birthday. (laughs) I was bound and determined. I was going to do 100 push-ups. Okay, so I can't get out of here without you giving people a little of the sauce to what's your secret to the fountain of youth and longevity? Self-love and self-care. I make sure that I'm taking care of me. I don't put anything in my system anymore that... I find to be harmful. Yeah. Um, now, I, let me back it up. Yeah. I'm human. I ain't running 100. We all are. Okay. So if something aches me, yeah. since I, I know that the only time that's guaranteed to me is the now, if it's aching too damn long, yeah. I will take and leave. Okay. So Good stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Gotcha. I don't want to be hurting, you know, too long. So, yeah. um, but I, I, I don't, like I said, I need to get myself a primary care physician. I'm just never sick. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't. It's like hiring a painter. You don't need nothing painted. And, and never, never need it painted. I'm yeah. so blessed right now. I really am. I'm yeah. very, very blessed. I have no illnesses, nothing going yeah. on. Yeah. Nothing. And I see that you were, um, actually, I interviewed Dr. Baxter Montgomery. You- so we we became really cool. Doc is my he, he, yeah. He reached out to another uh, physician that I'm really cool with and said, "Hey, can you connect me?" Ever since then, we've been. Doc is sharp, ain't yeah, he? Yes, super ain't, sharp. He's sharp. Yeah, and I see he's you are healing people, and I see you are part of that Heart of a Champion yeah. docu series. Yep. Tell us a little bit about oh that before God, we get out of here. Oh my God, that was so incredible because here he had these athletes that were once at the top of their games, yep. and because of diet primarily, yeah, yep, they were losing it. Yeah, and he brought them in, hooked them up to raw food diet. Yeah, to almost took them back to where they were before. They stopped playing, and these are older guys now. Yeah, yep. it was. It's just it. Again, it's never too late. Never you, too late. You are like the embodiment never of too late. it's never too late to be great. It, there you go. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm going to steal that from you. You can have it. I can have it. Yes. Thank you, along with that fruit. Yeah, along with the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell the, before we get out of here, tell the people 
you know, where how they can stay connected with you, what new projects you got coming up, that sort of stuff. Oh, wow. I just have so much going on. Come on. I Look, and I have a manager because the one thing I will admit to, half the time when people want me, like, I didn't know who you were. It's yeah. like, it's like. He has a podcast. I'm sending you look at his stuff. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm just really, really I, I don't, I, you know, you'll explain to me what you want to do. I got so many projects. You have to call my manager, Chris, yeah. and he can tell you about all my projects. Right. It's a lot going on. Gotcha, but gotcha. the main thing that that is extremely important is that I, I have an opportunity now to speak more. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I'm really, really loving that because I don't I don't come to people as misperfection. Yeah. I come to you as you. Yeah. And I just share a bit of the journey because I feel so good. I want everybody to feel as good as I feel. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, come on. Seventy three, boom. Boom, boom. Better know it. <laughs> Last question of the day. <laughs> If you rule the world, mm. how would you heal our people? Man, if I ruled the world, I would heal our people with love. Yeah. It is just totally impossible for you not to love you. For if you don't love you, you'll never love out there. Right. So you start with self-love and self-care, and that's how we can start taking care of the animals, the planet, all of that. Gotcha. It starts with love. Gotcha, if we gotcha. don't have that, yeah, we're a hot mess. Love is my religion. You know, it has to be. <laughs> I want to thank you so much. No, thank for, you. No, I'm honored. I'm truly honored for you taking the time to have this conversation with me. This was fun. To share with the world. I'm sure that some people are going to be enlightened by this. Good. Inspired, motivated. Good. And uh, so I just want to give you your flowers and say thank you. Yeah, can I have, where's my flowers? Your flowers. They're yeah. so beautiful because they match. How did you know I was wearing this? Man, let me How tell you, you know? something. You meditate. How did you know? I say, I say none of me and all of you. How could you buy me flowers that look exactly like my outfit? Was it you? Know, right? Did you do it? It wasn't you? Look. No, no, look. I, I got look, these. Look, y'all. Well, what if, if maybe I'll divorce Rondo. <laughs> And you can have a wife, a new wife. You're not going to have Ron kill me. <laughs> These are so, but look at, let me just. Thank you. Am I holding them right? Do I hold them like a baby? How do I do this? No, you hold them any way you want Anyway, to. Right. thank you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Until the next time, peace and blessings and Godspeed. <laughs>